Thank you for joining us on the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit us at salemalliance.org. Hey, this morning, as we continue in our series, Chasing Justice, uh, I have the privilege of uh, introducing a good friend of mine. Uh, I'm going to invite Kelvin uh, Walker to come join me up here. Uh, Kelvin and I have known each other for over 20 years. Uh, we were in grad school together. Kelvin has been a, uh, an associate pastor, worship pastor, a lead pastor, uh, is currently the district superintendent for the Metro District of the Christian Missionary Alliance, which is uh, New Jersey and the five boroughs of New York City and some counties in, uh, in, in New York as well. 130 ish churches that you oversee yeah, 123. Uh, and um, and he's also the vice president for our denomination uh, many of you know John Stumbo the president of our denomination our movement uh, Kelvin is uh, works very closely with John and uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that Kelvin would be able to come here and share his heart with us and to open the word for us as he shares God's heart for justice so Kelvin bless you my friend thanks for being here and may God's grace and spirit be with you as you share your heart with us today Amen. It's good to be with you, Salem Alliance. It's good to be a part of the service this morning. It's good to be able to bring God's word to you. As we look into God's word, uh, while we're going to uh, look at the uh, Isaiah chapter 58, we're going to look at many verses in that chapter. Uh, primarily, we're going to focus on verses 6 and 7. That, that is the, that's the core of our text for this morning. So let me read that, and then we'll talk about uh, the subject that we're looking at this morning. Here is the text, Isaiah chapter 58, verses 6 and 7. If you have it in your Bible, I invite you to read along. Otherwise, um, let's, let's jump in. Is, this, is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? And bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Is this not the fast that I choose? And if we're going to give a title to our message today, it would be this title, Vertical and Horizontal. Vertical and Horizontal. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, as we come before you today, we open our eyes and ask you to help us see. We open our ears and we ask you to help us hear. We open our hearts and we ask you to help us receive. We open our wills and we ask you to help us respond. God, I ask that you would pour out your spirit and anointing for this word, for this day, for this time, for this group of people, for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm not very good at repairing things at home. In fact, uh, my way of repairing things is to call someone and ask them if they'd come take care of it. But one of the things that I do notice around the house is when there is a crack in the wall. Uh, my way of handling that crack is to get out the spackling, go ahead, cover it up, smooth it out, and then I'll paint. I don't do that often. Again, I usually call someone else to do it. 
But I also, I've noticed this. There are times when I will cover up a crack in the wall with some spackling and paint and think it's okay. And then I come back and it could be several weeks, it could be several months later, the crack reappears. It baffles me when that happens because it doesn't make sense. I've repaired it I've, or I've fixed it in essence. What I've come to notice as I've watched others who come and take care of those cracks is that what is on the surface and what I do for this one thing may not be the complete job. I've watched a lot of people come and repair things and I've often seen that they've had to chisel away at the crack to find out what's going on. Is this just a surface thing or is there a breach somewhere in the foundation that needs to be repaired? Here's what I've learned about repairing the breaches of the foundation. You get to the heart of what's calling the, causing the crack, <laughs> then you go back, you spackle over the crack, it takes care of it. What we often do is we do the half of the job, but we don't get at the whole of the job. We see cracks in, in walls as from, a, from a half of the picture, and we only take care of half of it. But getting to the full thing looks at it holistically. I was reading, came across uh, a quote from someone, and, and this is what they say. Social ethics must never be substituted for personal ethics. Crusading can easily become a dodge for facing up to one's lack of personal morality. But by the same token, even if I am a model of personal righteousness, that does not excuse my participation in social evil. The man who is faithful to his wife while he exercises bigotry toward his neighbor is no better than the adulterer who crusades for social justice. What God requires is justice that is both personal and social. In other words, you can't just take spackling and say, I've done the thing to take care of this crack and then leave a breach in the foundation. Maybe uh, I think this person is getting at is, 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 is saying that uh, mishpat or ret ret retributive justice alone is an incomplete way of life. There also must be sedekah or distributed justice for society to be complete. If I were to take it and look at the gospel, I'd say it this way. A gospel that focuses solely on the vertical, taking care of my relationship with God, my personal relationship with God, yet ignores or rejects the horizontal in my relationship with humanity is only a half gospel. It is a suspect gospel. And for the gospel to be holistic, it must focus on both the vertical and the horizontal. For a gospel to be holistic and not just fix the apparent crack, it must also go after the breaches. Jesus would have said it this way. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And then also 
love your neighbor as yourself. We can't just fix the crack. We must also go after the breach and repair the foundations. This is what God was getting at in the book of Isaiah as he was talking to his people. They had been exiled in Babylon. They've now come back to Jerusalem. They are reestablishing life in Jerusalem. And as they did it, they were good at going this way and taking care of the vertical. They had a problem, though, and the problem was they couldn't understand why God was not answering them, why God wasn't listening to them. They were fasting like they, they had been taught. This is the framework that they knew. This is the framework that they went after. This is the framework that they understood. So they set aside the time for the vertical, and they felt like God was silent to them. So they had a complaint with God. And the complaint was this, we're fasting and you're silent. Verse 3, it says this, why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? God, we're making sure that our souls are right with you. We're making sure that our relationship is right with you. We're making sure that we're coming before you in sackcloth and ashes. We're humbling ourselves. Everything about What they were saying was about them personally. They were loving the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, with all their strength. They were making sure that Mishpat was cared for. They were obeying the law. They were abiding by the law. They were carrying out the law. They were righteous people. They were sacrificing. And God wasn't hearing. And so they complained, God, what gives? You set this framework. We're following your framework. This is what we've been taught to do. We are right and you are wrong. We're doing what's right. We deserve to be answered. We deserve to hear from you. And to their complaint, God comes with a confrontation. And this is the confrontation that God has. Not answering because your fasting is self-centered. And it's unjust. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice be heard on high. In other words, God's saying, I see what you're doing, but I'm not hearing it. Because you're doing this, but you're missing this. And this is the way God says it. Cry aloud. Do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. 
Then he continues on. He says this to them. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day that is acceptable to the Lord? God's saying, listen, you're so concerned about the vertical that you're missing the horizontal. This is my complaint against you. You have chosen things that you're going to focus on and you have ignored other things around you. As we will see, what was going on is here they are setting aside the day, setting aside the time, setting aside their, their, their personal um, uh, comfort uh, in order to fast and to say to God, here I am in my sackcloth and ashes. I want you to see me. I want you to see what I'm doing. This is what I'm sacrificing for you. And while they were doing that, those who worked for them were being oppressed. And while they were doing that, those who should have had the opportunity to observe a day of rest were forced to work. And while they were doing that, they were quarreling with each other. And while they were doing this, they were pointing fingers at one another. And while they were doing this, there were those who were going without. And God said, here's what I'm confronting you on. <laughs> you are putting together half of the life that I've called you to. You see this, but you take no responsibility for this. You will call out those things that ignore this but there are other things that you let slip and slide and you don't address. Someone puts it this way. People do not differ much about what things they will call evils. They differ enormously about what evils they will call excusable. God was saying to them, look, you take care of all of the things that go against my law and you will call out the things that deal with mishpat but you're ignoring the things that deal with zedekah you'll call out the things that go against the vertical but you are ignoring the things that go against the horizontal God says to them you want to know what true fasting looks like True fasting reflects that which is on God's heart. Justice. He confronts them. And he says this, this is the fasting that I choose. Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness. To undo the straps of the yoke. To let the oppressed go free. And to break every yoke, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? He makes it very clear. 
you cannot do one without the other. And when you do the horizontal, you can't be choosy about which injustices you're going to call out. A life with God that focuses on the vertical and on my relationship with God, my personal relationship with God, will always, because of who God is, have horizontal implications. But he's making it very clear to his people, and I believe he's making it very clear to us as his people today, that the horizontal that you see cannot be choosy. Wherever there is injustice, wherever there is oppression, wherever there is bondage, wherever there are those who are being held captive, you are to announce freedom. You are to call out the injustice. You are to go after the the oppression. You are to set it free. And not only are you to call it out in others, you're to call it out in yourselves. Someone put it this way. Justice is what love looks like in public. Justice is what love looks like in public. I read this and I'm reminded of when I first went to the church that I pastored. I was so focused on the fact that uh, I wanted to make sure this was a place where the Holy Spirit was free to move and to, uh, to, to re- just do his work, where we would be welcoming of all that he had, all of his gifts, all of his power, all of his authority, that I spent a lot of time focusing on how do we keep our walk with God, our relationship with God in such a way that there is no blockage between us and God so that his spirit could freely flow and freely move. And I started to realize that what I was focusing on was so personal and so about me and so about the individual when my wife and I moved to a location in the town where our particular townhouse overlooked the Target plaza that was down from where we lived. Here's what I saw. In a place of great wealth, there were homeless people sleeping behind the Target. In a place of great wealth, there were people who were going hungry. And from where we lived, up on this hill in an apartment complex, this safe hill, I would look down and it broke my heart to think that in a place where we lived with the resources that were there, there were people who were sleeping outside every night. And then came to learn that there was an organization in town that had seen that and was doing something about it. And so I had to ask myself, why were we, God's people, not involved with it? And God began to change my heart. God began to open my heart to see that if my spirit is at work 
in you like this. There's no way that my spirit won't be opening your eyes to what's going on here. Justice is what love looks like in public. It's not just about the vertical. There's also horizontal. The people raise a complaint. God, we're fasting and you're not hearing us. God gives the confrontation. I'm not hearing you because you're only taking care of yourself and you're not opening your eyes to the fact that the people who work for you are being oppressed. You not open your eyes to the fact that those who are around you, you're pointing the finger at. You're causing quarrels. You're arguing. Maybe your arguments are even over, should you even be caring for these people. I mean, let them make their own way. And God says that's oppression. God says that's injustice. God says that's not my heart. God says that's only half of what I call my people to do. God was saying to Israel, look, I want you to look at life with me and in me holistically. And I ask you this morning, can you imagine if we as God's people were to look at life with him and in him holistically? Can you imagine the kind of world we would be living in? Can you imagine what it would look like for God's church to rise up and say, we are not just going to preach half of the gospel, but we're going to preach the whole gospel. We're not just going to uh, bring the life of salvation in Christ, but we're actually going to bring the kingdom of God in all of its fullness. We realize that we live in a day where Christ still has to come and bring all of the fullness of his kingdom, but he has given us, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, Spirit and he's given us as his people the ability to see the fullness of his kingdom now and to be a part of that. This is what God painted for his people. He said, I want you to see life differently. And so after their complaint and after his confronting them, they come to this conclusion. He says this, your cries, if you would if you would exercise the fast that I'm calling to you, you to exercise, your cries to me will be heard. Your life in me will be pleasing. This is what he says. If you choose the fast that pleases me, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desires of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. 
and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of the streets to dwell in. In essence, what God was saying was, here's the facet I choose. I choose life holistically. I want you to see life holistically. I want you to have your relationship with me, the vertical relationship, also be moved for the horizontal relationship. Because I don't just see what's going on with your soul. I also see what's going on with the people around you. You want to hear me, God says? You want me to have your back, God says? You want to make sure that I'm listening and that you, you know that I'm present? Choose the holistic life. Choose the holistic gospel. Choose not only to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, but choose to love your neighbor as yourself. And when you love your neighbor as yourself, you see the things that affect the life of your neighbor and keeps them in a place of oppression, in a place of bondage, in a place of marginalization, in a place of discrimination. And when you see it, you not only call it out, but you do something about it to change it. You not only see it, you refrain from it and you call others to the same fast. God says, this, when this happens, this is what the world looks like. My light will shine in ways that you have never seen. When this happens, this is what the world looks like. They will look to my people and say, that is what life should be like. That's who we should model life like. I'll tell you, I've never come to the place anymore where I look at a crack in the wall and just say, let's take out the spackling knife and let's just cover it up and let's just paint over it. I want to make sure that that is right. I want to make sure that that crack is taken care of. I want to make sure that that, is, that, that, that that crack is repaired, but it's more than just fixing it. I now know if I see a crack in the wall, there's something deeper that has to be addressed, and I have to go after it. God is saying to his church, God is saying to his people, in the days that we live in right now, where there is racial injustice, where there is socioeconomic injustice, where there is oppression on every hand, God is saying to his people, this is more than just a crack in the wall. And getting the relationship right vertically is only a piece of it. The holistic way of looking at it is saying, I'm not only going after the vertical, I'm also going after the horizontal. And where there is racial injustice, I'm calling it out because that is not of God. And where there is oppression, I'm calling it out because that is not of God. And where there is marginalization, marginalization, I'm calling it out because that is not of God. The gospel is designed not only to take care of the life of humanity for eternity, for the life to come, the gospel is also meant to transform the life 
of people here on earth. God says my people are people who will do justice. God says my people are people who will love mercy. God says my people are people who will walk humbly with their God. So here's our call. Rebuild the ancient ruins. Raise up the foundations of justice for future generations. Repair the breaches and restore the streets for dwelling. God says, you do this. You take the care, not only the horizontal, but you take care of the vertical. Then your light breaks forth like the dawn. That is a beautiful picture of what can be. For it to be, we have to be people who say, we're not only going to be worried about the vertical, we're going to be worried about the horizontal. And because of the vertical, where we see breaches in the horizontal, we will be people who speak out and stand up against it. And we will make right the wrongs that have been happening. And you might wonder, okay, you know, what, what does this look like? Is this kingdom justice and mercy is really about rebuilding, raising up, repairing, and restoring. And in case you wonder if this is something that has just been uh, uh, formed from, from before Jesus came, I want you to see what Jesus said when he went into the temple and announced on the day that he showed up what his ministry was about. This is what he says in Luke chapter 4. He reads from the scroll of Isaiah. It says this, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and he told them this day, this reading has been fulfilled. Jesus set out from the very beginning of his ministry that we are called to preach, teach, live, and demonstrate a holistic gospel that not only takes care of the vertical, but is concerned about the horizontal. And where we see the life of people being oppressed and marginalized, we are to call it out and we are to live differently and we are to set the captives free. That is the ministry that Jesus has called us to. We are called to, to be like Jesus, to rebuild, to raise up, repair, and restore where injustice has torn down, beat down, pressed down, and kicked down those who bear the image of the creator. Wherever injustice is, pre is present, we must be present to bring the kingdom because life in God is both vertical and horizontal. God, we are your people. Thank you that you remind us that the gospel is holistic, 
that there's no such thing as a separation or a bifurcation of the gospel uh, of salvation and the gospel, uh, uh, a social gospel, that one affects the other, that they are one in the same. It is holistic. And God, this morning, as your people, we repent of separating the two. And we say we will be people who are not only concerned about the gospel of the soul, but we're also concerned that the gospel transforms society. That we will be people who do justice, who love mercy, who walk humbly, who call out injustice wherever we see it, and look to you for the strength to live differently for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. We are a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. If you have a request that we could pray for, please email us at prayers at salemalliance.org. If you'd like more information about this podcast or other resources, please visit us at salemalliance.org.